You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Ham. Our topic on the program today, understanding trusts. Trusts are not just for the rich and are not necessarily complex. They can be a very effective planning tool for families and for business owners. For example, a living trust can be created during your lifetime. Just like a will, it spells out exactly what your wishes are with regard to your assets, dependents and heirs. But the big difference is that a will becomes effective only after you die. With more on the topic of understanding trusts, here is trust and estate planning specialist, Sherry McMillan. I think a trust is a very misunderstood area for most families and unfortunately underutilized as a real opportunity to safeguard our wishes in our estate and also to safeguard our life expectancy and lifespan because ultimately there is a lot of legalities and tax consequences in our affairs in current and modern society. Over time, what we've experienced is a progression of law and tax that have become more and more complex. And so if we as a family want to be certain that our design in our estate is going to safeguard the decades that we're going to face in our retirement phases of life and also into the future generations ahead, we must be proactive today while we have health and understanding of our affairs and put things in good order. And one of the privileges that we certainly have in Canada and has been utilized for literally thousands of years in the UK is something called a trust. And as everyone knows, I'm a major fan of these particular mechanisms, but really it's a family member. I call it a family member because what it does is it creates a fence, a safeguard around our estates and ensures that not only are we protected, but our asset base is safeguarded for those elder years we may require it and also for our loved ones, our children that will inherit one day. This idea of using a trust instead of a will, uh, educate me a little further on this. So I would say, traditionally speaking, 90 to 95% of us currently um, have, uh, have always gone about planning our estate, that we own our estate through our lifespan, and then one day when we pass, we do craft or draft a will. And a will is a document that executes how our asset base will be distributed. So this is the most commonly understood document. It's the one that I would suggest, again, the majority of our population, based on history, we can continue to utilize. The challenge with that particular document, unfortunately, is it's not private. And not only is it not private, it can assure us that our wishes will be met. Now, I know it sounds strange because it is a legal document and you would assume the otherwise, but it's not certain. And so this is one of the challenges with will planning today. We actually have a rule of thumb within the area of estate planning, and that is that if an estate has a value of more than a million dollars in value today, we actually suggest you've outgrown the will process in utilizing a will in your family's affairs. Alternatively, the wonderful opportunity we have is something called a trust. And a trust is a separate document, separate of a will, and it can lay out your wishes, but very similar to a will. But here's the great part about it. 
it is certain. And because it is certain, many families want to use this new opportunity in Canada, although a very old opportunity in old British law, um, but we're looking at it from a different point of view today to make sure that our wishes are being safeguarded. And, and, And connects directly to a life plan in action. That's right. And so one of the real benefits that we have in Canada specifically is the affluence that we've created over the last few decades. Uh, We have more and more millionaires today. And so a lot of these families have chosen, because they're very smart, in my opinion, to go south in the winter and spend seasons, uh, you know, in the warmer climates in the harsh winter. Because of that, they open up a little bit of Pandora's box from a legal point of view because they are a resident part of the year in America. Then they open themselves up to what we call a liability issue in their estate. So, you know, you assume that when you design for retirement, you've put your estate in good order. But what can happen is things can show up in decades of retirement that we wouldn't expect. So let's say I have a wonderful uh, property in California that I go to every season, but then I get in a car accident whilst I'm there, or one of my contractors falls off my roof. All of a sudden, I might be in a libelous position. Even though I'm a Canadian, America has different legal systems than we do, as everyone knows. And so all of a sudden, I've put my own Canadian estate in jeopardy to, say, a liability. But then there's also tax consequences. The moment I have assets outside of the jurisdiction I live, I have then multiple estates. And again, I have tax consequences to consider. So one of the unique privileges we have is a trust is an entity unto itself. And it can have ownership of all of our asset base if we so choose. Ultimately, if we put this kind of trust design around our asset base for retirement, we can be certain we're going to keep it to protect our lifestyle through those decades ahead. It was a wonderful father that had left his estate to his daughter. And we had utilized a trust design in order for that transfer to happen rapidly and not interrupt the family business, was the rationale behind the structure. And when the father sadly did pass, the daughter came in for a session to say, what do I now need to do in order to inherit the family business and move forward with the wealth? And she expected, you know, the traditional process of a year to two years of rigmarole, paperwork, waiting, um, all of those types of things that we would expect when we've lost a parent and we're going to inherit. Well, we shared with her because the trust had already been established in her father's lifespan. It's like he had already executed the estate to her in advance of his passing. And so actually, all we needed to do is change father from being the trustee from a legal point of view, make her the new trustee because she was ultimately the next appointee and move forward. So after we completed that hour of work, and literally it was an hour, she called back about 30 days later and she said she had been speaking to a few people and there was just no way possible that there was no more work to do. She just inherited a family business. And we had to assure, I think, three or four times that in fact, no, because they had chosen to utilize such a powerful tool such as a trust, we had bypassed all of that legwork and cost for that particular family situation. So the, a theme that is really uh, illuminating here is, is the practicality of it, how, how well trusts work. Well, there's nothing more frustrating when you're already in distress because you've lost someone you love to now have to contend with government agency, chartered banks, 
the legalities of things. I mean, we don't want to do that in our best health and on our best days. And then to aggravate the situation, we're in emotional distress, and now we have you know, petty forms to fill out, and if we don't cross the T properly or dot the I, the paperwork gets rejected, we start over again. I mean, this is a common practice when we look at estates, what really happens to families. And it's so frustrating. And one of the other real risks of appointing somebody um, as the executor of the will when we're looking at probate is that poor person has been put into the corner because ultimately if they don't get things done in a timely basis the remainder of the beneficiaries the other family members usually point the finger like what is taking so long how come we're not receiving the estate so rapidly one of the things that we want to do when we have created wealth as families is we want to have some privacy around owning that wealth and what we have and what we're up to and so we don't necessarily want everybody to know that we've just bought the lakefront property or that the business has just expanded. Um, We may want some privacy around that. Unfortunately, when we utilize a will process, because our estate is public at that juncture when we transfer it, then it has exposure to the open community. So in theory, I could find out what my someone's net worth is. And when families have created this kind of net worth, they want to have a measure of privacy and protection. And so it's also a very unique privilege to have our estates within a trust because a trust is a, a private legal protective stance when we wrap it around our asset base that nobody can look in and actually see what our net worth is or what our asset base is comprised of. And you have a case study which underscores that point. Where we have key members of the family operating a farm or a family business. And we want to make sure that that particular individual is credited for their sweat equity and the family unit. But we may not want everybody to know numerically what that actually means because it can be disruptive to the harmony of the family. So one of the privileges we have with a trust is we can benefit that child with that energy that he's put in and create a fair estate plan versus an equal estate plan, which in some cases is so important. And we can do that through the trust process because it is private, but we can never create that benefit through a will because the asset base is public. I always consider a trust to be the steward of my estate. And so really, it's the mechanism in which it will govern my wishes, my values, my beliefs. It will safeguard me, and it will protect the future generation. And so if there is nothing more powerful than having the steward come along for the ride in our affairs over the course of time, really the trust is that tool. The many benefits of trust planning will be highlighted at the upcoming Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar, which will be held Thursday evening, February 23rd. You can register online at macmillanestate.com. When we come back after this short break, Sherry McMillan talks about how trusts can significantly reduce the amount of income tax you pay. This is The Strong Room. <laughs> 